1: Iron Overload.io hardcore episode number 10. Steve Smith, aka Steve Schmee, and the mobster joining me from across the pond. How you doing? I'm good. It's leg day. We've That's been and done some out of the way.
0: This is one of those golden drugs, guys, if you're looking to cut, if you're looking to compete. you got
1: to be lean. Let's go. Today we're going to talk about Masteron, aka standalone one of the more popular Anabolic steroids for those who are competing, as Mobster said, really a mandatory steroid to be used. Brought to yes. market in 1972, Sinex Pharmaceuticals. That's the same company that brought Anabol to market. Both of them are DHT derivatives, but they act very differently in the body. Now, the medical objective of Mastron originally was to help control breast cancer in females because of its anti estrogen properties. So, as the years went on, companies depended on selective estrogen receptor modulators like Novodex for that purpose. Anyone you know with breast cancer, they don't put them on Masteron anymore. They put them on Novodex usually. They'll go on Novodex for five years post breast cancer. And that is just to keep the estrogen down. So in the bodybuilding world, Masteron can be used in any cycle to help control estrogen. It just depends on how much of aromatizing compounds you're using of course if you're using a thousand milligrams of testosterone using some mastron with it is not going to offset all your estrogen issues but if you're using a light dose of testosterone it most certainly will and it's a great hardener as mobster said yeah all right so it was around in the golden era but a lot of bodybuilders were not able to get their hands on it uh not a lot we didn't have internet back in those days you couldn't just go online like today and just order Masteron back then the only way to get Masteron was through a buddy at the gym who had a friend who had a friend who had a friend who could hook you up with it on the down low and that's how things worked back then so a lot of the information that they knew about Masteron wasn't really accurate anyway because of a lot of bro science back then. Again, you were depending on gym bro science for your steroid information. You couldn't come to podcasts like this to get information. So, look. Long story short, last thirty years, as Mobster knows because he's been through it, we know that Masteron is a great anabolic steroid, especially for competing, and it is most certainly used today universally. I would say in any competition, you're going to see Mastron being used by probably 95% of competitors. So, Mobster, tell us a little bit about the history. I just
0: ju- yeah, I was just going to say, Steve. I mean, I've described it as the the going to the Jim Bros trunk boot, as we say here in the UK, of the car, popping open the boot and seeing that bag in there. But, I, Steve, I've seen it more recently than that where it's literally a, a, a bag full of steroids, a huge cool box full of steroids in gyms, naming them, not naming the gym online, uh, where this bag appears. Now, something you have to be aware of, guys, when you're in that particular situation, it's a question of availability and saleability. And what do I mean by that? As especially back in the day, the, the gym bro is going to sell you what he's got and not necessarily what you need. You know, if he goes off and gets what you need, he's an even better gym Bro. But yeah, that's number one. Number two, of course, is you've got no real uh, idea of what's in there. He says to you, "It's X." You hope that it's X and not Y and Z at the same time. So that is that's a that's a much bigger problem, and that's why we have approved and recommended sources on the forums. I, mean, I think with this stuff here, Steve, especially, I would want to, I mean, if this is an issue that we've seen with, with, with drugs when they're being swapped around or whatever else, someone's looking to harden something, they're doing all the work in the gym, they're getting lean and they're not getting hard, the muscles aren't popping, then you probably didn't get what it said on the label. So, yeah, that stuff still happens, Steve, 100%. But as Steve also said, I would agree completely, changing the subject slightly. I would be very surprised. I think Steve's 95% is on point. If I didn't see this in some at some point in a contest prep cycle, and definitely, and we've discussed it in that particular way on, on podcast, as a, a product that's going to help you harden up for a summer cycle. I will say one more thing here, Steve, and it's, we don't normally talk about training in this particular regards. Guys, if you're not lifting heavy, and especially if you're not flexing your muscles, and you might not all consider yourself bodybuilders, but here's where it's a good place to do it. If you want a hard muscle, you need to flex that muscle. Now that might mean actually posing. Because trust me, what you do in the gym versus posing, what you do in a gym versus a diet, those two things, if they're done right, my muscles are relatively hard. Steve's muscles are relatively hard. I'm not a bodybuilder, but if you feel my bicep, if I flex my tricep, it will feel firm to the touch. Now, that was what we, when we talk about hardening, we mean, in, especially with mastodon, two things. We mean that physical hard sensation, but we're also talking about is lean. There's no water in there. There's minimal body fat. And then when you push the muscle, when it's tense, especially, it will feel hard or relatively hard to the touch. And that's why when we talk about mastodon as a hard, that that's the reason why. But you have to do the work. It won't make your muscles hard if you don't do the work. And I have seen that ask, Steve. I have seen, is there a muscle, is there a PED that can make my muscles feel hard? Yes, but you have to flex. You have to train. You have to be looking to contract that muscle at certain points in the movement for that feeling, that sensation of hardness to occur. It is important. It doesn't just make your muscles feel hard because you've injected it, guys. Back to you, Steve.
1: Talk about the structure of masteron, as monster was saying, posing, 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 hardening big time the mastron. Why does it do it so well? Easy. It's structurally produced as a DHT derivative. So it will not convert to estrogen in the body. Impossible as a DHT derivative. It cannot aromatize. So when you take something like Dianabol or testosterone. It's going to aromatize into estrogen. It's going to give you water weight. It cannot, Masteron cannot do it. Not only does it not do it, but it also does the opposite, is that it does have some anti-estrogen properties as I discussed in the first segment. Another thing it does great, this is why it's great to use in a stack, it binds to sex hormone binding globulin, SHBG, very well. So this is going to increase the ratio of free testosterone in your body. It's going to make everything else work better in your cycle so it really is fantastic for cutting and for hardening
0: Well, more oh, things, yeah. So, yeah i mean we've we discussed this again in previous podcasts when we talk about uh, cutting cycles when we talk about cutting the peds and and, and summer cycles and so on and so forth One of the advantages uh, we've not mentioned so far, and it's less a bodybuilder thing and more an athlete thing, is it's not one that's going to make you gain pounds and pounds of muscle. And again, what you're looking for, perhaps, is an anti-catabolic effect. What you're also sometimes looking at with some of your athletes, I'm vastly over the heavyweight limits, but for some athletes, they're looking to add a little bit of muscle and a sports performance enhancement. And Mastron good for there because, again, if you're in a weight-limited class, and I'm talking to you, wrestlers, boxers, fighters, some of you guys compete in weight-limited classes. And Mastron would shine, again, in those particular examples. Now, remember, as always, this is going to be one of those drugs where we would ask what else you're using it with. When we talk about its benefits, we're talking about it more. You don't really run this one solo, Steve, but we're talking about the benefits of it as though it was being run solo. Now, obviously, when we then look at the other drugs that are part of the cycle to see if there's estrogen issues, if there's water retention and so on. Like Steve said, if you run this with d you'd get water. Your muscles might feel harder to touch, but underneath the blow. Right? So this is not, it's not perfectly, that would not be a good cycle to run in that particular example. You have to have that in mind when we're talking about these things. Specifics for the drug itself, but not necessarily specifics dependent upon the other drugs that have been run at the same time. And as always, it's going to be training and diet dependent. You can't eat cream cakes and donuts and take Mastron and expect wonderful things to happen. It doesn't work like that. Again, it's not a magic pill. So keep that in mind. You're being informed on the drug and what it does versus the drug when it's in combination with other things, when your diet's poor or great, when your training's poor or great, and so on and so forth. I mean, something I I think mentioned here, Steve, about just how hard your muscles were when you went for a massage is that not correct
1: when you're on mastron it's going to make your muscles rock hard and it's to the point where you feel like you're sleeping on muscles when you're deep into a mastron cycle so really a great cycle um if you want to harden up your muscles and it comes with detriments. some of you out there may not want to harden your muscles you know some of you may not the, that, that may not be your goals. In your situation, monster as a competitor, which, you know, as a strength athlete, Mastron is is going to be counterproductive for what you want. So, really, Mastron, this is why I recommend with Mastron, be less than 11% body fat. The lower their body fat, the better, because this way you can actually see those hard muscles and it can really harden you up. So, The best benefit of Masteron, besides the hardening, is stacking. It is the greatest steroid out there to stack, maybe second to provirin. And the reason it's so good is because it's so versatile. You can stack it with Nandrolone, and it stacks well with Nandrolone because it's a DHT derivative, so it offsets the DHN metabolization of Nandrolone. You can stack it with wet compounds because it has anti-estrogen properties. You can stack it with cutting steroids because it's, a, it's it binds well to SHBG. It's going to make the whole s- cycle work better and it's going to harden you up and dry you out make you more vascular in the process. You can stack it with harsh steroids because it doesn't come with the estrogenic or androgenic side effects that are going to compound. So you can stack it with something like Trend and it tr- stacks with Trend beautifully. And you can use less Trend in the process because it's yes. going to make the Trend work better. So one of the best ones to stack this is why you see professional bodybuilders who have been open about what they use. They always include Mastron in there because Mastron can complement everything and make everything else in the cycle look better as long as along with making their bodies look better as a whole. So now Masteron comes in two different types of esters. It comes in, in propionate. Historically, it's always been the propionate ester as far as human grade. But now with underground labs that have emerged over the past 10, 20 years, now you see Masteron also as an enanthate version. So the enanthate version, you only have to inject once or twice a week. The propionate version, you want to inject it at least three times a week, uh, every other day or every every day. So that is the difference with those two different options you have when it comes to the ester so mobster chiming on that a little bit and then we'll talk about the side effects of Mastron. when we talk about
0: competition cycles guys quite often what you'll see is that in the off season and pre-competition part of a cycle or pre through the year for the year you'll see longer esters but for competition purposes especially as you start to see changes in the body Anybody that's advising you, I would tend towards the shorter esters in that particular example, still because it's a lot quicker in and a lot quicker out of the system. So, the response from the body and the way that you can, for want of a better phrase, fine tune a competition cycle is that much easier with the shorter ester. The, the, The downside of that, from my perspective, and again, that's more of a strength athlete, and just because I'm just not a fan of pinning, is it requires more pins, it requires more injections. But again, I mean, this is the thing, guys, that some some guys don't really pop when it comes to competition to the last few days. So if you had a longer version of an S30, the an Amphite version, for example, 10 to 12 days, then it's going to still be in your system past the day of the competition. And I want you to shine. I want you to pop. I need to move things around. I don't want to throw diuretics at you. So a shorter version, I've got a few days' leeway. I can start moving things around. I can say, well, we'll stop this a few days out. This is what should happen and so on. That comes with my experience as, as a coach. That would come with my experience as you, as an individual, and your response. So my preference, if I was doing that sort of stuff, and I know that you have, Steve, would be for a shorter ester, shorter half-life of any drug when it comes. And that's why we see these kind of drugs used in that particular way. That's why we say that we see that we've used it in this particular way. And again, it would be that particular choice. I can't see anyone using the longer version in the last couple of weeks. It's certainly not in the last week, Steve, when when, when the magic starts to happen. Some of you guys dropped water enormously in the last week that you, you, you flatten and you fill out and all these kind of things are going on. And you can you know, literally, we know even Doreen Yates back in the day, coming, talking about peaking seven to 10 days away from the Mystery Olympia and then just holding his condition. I've, again, what would you do in that situation? You wouldn't change your thing, Steve. You're just leaving things exactly the are up and down a little bit of water up and down a tiny little bit of carbs up and down a tiny little bit of the condition with the cardio you're not going to add muscle again short resters including master on the shorter version uh, propionate uh that that was that's how competition cycles are uh, honestly Steve, I, you have to almost in a perverse way admire bodybuilders just from me me not being over a big fan of pinning because they're going to be doing a combination of things and there's going to be a lot, an awful lot of injections, especially in the last six, four, five, six weeks running up to a competition where everything starts to happen as long as the, all the conditioning work and dietary work and training work is working on point as well. So yeah, it, it, it can be a complicated pseudoscience and you really want the coach to know what he's talking about and he needs to know what works with you as an athlete. But yeah, I mean, there's another thing as well, Steve, detection times um three months for the enanfa four weeks for propionate uh and i've mentioned this in other shows other podcasts. guys testing's getting better all the time and we know for a fact there have been fighters and boxers that have been busted for it uh, so keep that in mind it's the the cut the, the, the top test are improving every single day I think every three or four months, we read something, Steve, where they've caught a person two years afterwards, six months afterwards, a year afterwards. And I think those numbers are just going to get longer and longer and longer. So keep that in mind, guys. If you are a tested athlete, you need to be aware that the test may well catch you. It completely depends on the kind of test you're doing, how uh, strict the organization you're working with is, and so on and so forth. That used to.
1: So a couple side effects with Masteron that have to be addressed. And the first one obviously is the DHT side effects. So we've talked about DHT and we made it sound like it's such a wonderful thing earlier in the podcast. And it it does have benefits. If you want to harden up, it's very, very beneficial (laughs) to harden up. If you don't want water retention, very, very beneficial, but it comes with, with bad things too here. Um, Obviously your prostate uh, getting DHT issues is going to be synonymous with prostate. This is why doctors, When someone has an enlarged prostate or BPH, what will the doctor do? They'll give them an anti-DHT drug because they wanna get that DHT down in the body. So obviously high levels of DHT steroids, such as Masteron are going to have an effect on your prostate. Obviously your your lipid health is gonna get strained just like most all anabolic steroids. It's gonna strain your lipid health. It's gonna strain your kidneys. It's going to strain your liver even a little bit, just because it's an injectable doesn't mean it's not going to have some effect on your liver anything, any foreign substance in your body is going to have an effect on your liver and your kidneys. That's just how it is. And then the last one is frying your head hair follicles. So DHT levels in your body go up and it attacks your head hair follicles. So your head hair will fall out. And. So talk a little bit about that, Monster, and talk about the other big issue, which is going to be yeah. dry joints on Mass Run, because yes. that's something you definitely don't want. No, I mean, this
0: is something essential interesting. that the dry joints and nerve pain, guys. And dry joints, we know, can, can occur with wind stroll. and literally, I think Steve actually, rather graphically described it as a pre-concentration around your elbow, around your wrist, around your shoulder, around your knee, and to a lesser degree, around your hips. And it feels really kind of crinkly and weird and it's got because it is it, pulling moisture out of the whole of the body. And that includes the synovial fluid in a range of joints. So they kind of feel creaky. They kind of feel laky. this is sometimes where we recommend up in a very small amount. Uh, and again, a supplemental dose is only something like a fish oil, oil, oil any of the good uh, omega fatty acids and so on and so forth, because they are part of what helps with your joints, synovial fluid and, the, and, and that kind of lubrication around the joint area. Again, not to excess because you're looking to get hard, so you don't want a lot more fat in your diet. We're not talking spoonfuls here, and that would also upset your stomach. Something else which is kind of weird, Steve, and this just reflects on the nerve pain, and I think it's something we've seen a couple of times in the form where we've had to explain it's kind of one of those weird situations where the guys didn't anticipate what would happen. So this happens both when you gain a lot of muscle, and that includes water, and also when you're dry, when you are hardening up. Um, essentially, it can be very uncomfortable. And what I mean by that, I'll give you an example, guys. If I add 10 pounds of muscle and or water, whether it's dry muscle, like it would be a master or whether it's more watery, like it would be on the bowl, and then I'm lying on my side in bed trying to get to sleep, there's that much more pressure for my upper body, let's say four or five pounds, pressing down on the arm. And so you get guys saying, I'm on a cycle, I've gained six or seven pounds, and I'm finding it really difficult to sleep, it never occurred to them that the body hadn't or wouldn't have ju- adjusted quick enough so that when they are adding that much muscle to the upper part of the body, or obviously the lower, that the pressure of that additional weight is like a, it'd be like a three or four pound, three or four kilo weight pressing on your shoulder. And that's, you're going to be pressing into the mattress, and so on. Now, in competition cycles, and especially in summer kind cycles, of cycles, I think more particularly in some, competition cycles the guys will tell you it's kind of weird right you don't think these things are happening i think i'll give you an example i think steve i've mentioned dorian before dorian talks about being so lean that the fatty tissue the minimal layer of fatty tissue in the soles of his feet dissipated so it almost felt like it was bone skin and muscle and that he had to wear slippers backstage because walking around in his bare feet was physically uncomfortable that's how lean he'd got. So master one is a hard nut. You are meant to be getting lean, and especially so in a competition cycle. Being that lean can actually be uncomfortable. Everything comes with a price. Now, you might not get down to sub 5%. You might have 6%, 7 8% down from sub 12s, 11s, and 10s. So you might still be having a little bit of soft tissue there to cushion things out. But it's one of those things that people don't expect to happen, Steve. They, they, they see the image, they go on Instagram, they read a magazine and they see this amazing looking fella with an amazing looking girl and on the beach, they look amazing with veins on his abs, the whole nine yards. And then <laughs> he's not telling them how uncomfortable it is. He has to sort of pad himself up with pillows of a night, and stick a pillow in his armpit. Heck, I have to, I have to sort of uh, hunch my body over several pillows just to keep my body in an upright position, than my front and shoulder issues. It's one of those weird things that comes with being big or in this situation comes with being super lean, super ripped. It can be actually uncomfortable. And that, does I say, dry joints and potentially nerve pain by, caused by muscle with no water to soften things out, no fat to soften things out. So keep that in mind, guys. If you get that lean, we want to see pictures, but you might think it feels
1: a little bit uncomfortable being in that situation. Let's talk about the dosages. And then, um, you know, we'll have mobster take us into the disclaimer. So listen, at the end of the day, 300 to 600 milligrams a week is going to work for 95% of you out there. Now, if you're a pro bodybuilder, high level, they're going to use more, they're going to use 800, they're going to use 1000, they're going to use 1200, they're going to use 1500, they're going to use as much as they need to, To get hard, get vascular, and get them where they need to go. So, at the end of the day, Masteron is a great cosmetic drug and you can stack it with just about anything. Standard 12 week cycle, it's flexible as well because you can use the propion ester and you can, let's say you're halfway through the cycle and you're like, man, I wanna get harder. I wanna finish. I wanna do a finisher here. I wanna get more vascular and get harder. You can just grab some Masteron propionate. And start taking that every other day and you'll get hard and you'll get more masculine going into the final stages of your cycle. Look, at the end of the day, if you want to look hard, if you want that beach body look, mastron is beautiful to use. But like I just said earlier, you got to get lean first. So anytime yes. someone... Wants to run on and they say, Oh, I'm 15% body fat. I'm 20% body fat. I'm 25% body fat. I'll tell them straight up, I'm like, Look, you can run the Masteron. You can do what you want. It's your body, but you're not going to get the benefits because you can't see muscle if it's covered by fat. So it doesn't make any sense to me. So you want to basically get your body fat down first, then use that Masteron to, uh, to tighten everything out. And it really, it, it works out beautifully. Masteron is one of the best um, in amongst series. Let's say, let's say I was, you know, let's say you were single and you wanted to get back into the dating scene. So you wanted to get as best shape possible. So you can get, get some pictures, put your pictures online, get your, you know, six pack online, you know, and, you know, I would, I would be all over Masteron. I would really get, on a lot, rock solid diet. I'd look into fasting, do some fasting, get my body fat down. And then I would definitely be all over Masteron. And before I took the pictures, I wouldn't take the pictures, then go on Masteron. No, take the Masteron first, <laughs> get on it, get lean, get more vascular, get rock hard, and then get the pictures done t- toward the yeah. tail end of your Masteron. And then you can post those pictures online and then you'll be looking your best you'll be looking your best that way. So Masteron is definitely a polisher. It's a look steroid. It's a steroid you want to use to look a certain way. It's not a steroid that you take to build strength and, you know, and and this sort of thing. So Momster, finish with your final thoughts on, uh, on Masteron. Any other tips that you can give people? A lot of models too, by the way, use Masteron and females as well. Can, can use Mastron as well, although it's, it wouldn't be my first option for a female because of the DHT side effects that, uh, that you can get from it. So give us your final thoughts on Mastron before uh, you do the disclaimer.
0: One of the things that sometimes happens, competition cycles, guys, is that you have certain drugs at the beginning, and then as the cycle goes, as the, comp- the program, if you like, for you getting into shape for a competition or modeling, a gig, as Steve said, will change as you go along. So Mastron, for me, would be something, again, that I would probably be looking to look at the, the, the part, end of that. But I, I'll reiterate what Steve said, and, and I've covered this a few times in the same way that Steve has in the forum. It's something that we agree on 100%. Steve's so way more nicer of a guy when it comes to these kind of things and, and telling it as it is than I am. He'll tell you how it is, but he's a he's a nicer guy when he does it. And it's quite simple, like Steve said. If you think that you're 25%, 30% fat and Mastron's going to harden you up, i'll be crude is it fuck you need to be lean you need to put in the work that's true of any drug the more work you put in the better nutrition is the better you work on your recovery the better results you're going to get but this is especially true of the hardened effects of mastron do not be in any doubt the only other issue i think is steve was something that we mentioned right at the end of an article that we're referencing it can be expensive and, again, this is something specific for, I would think, again, for the modelling guys and for the competitive bodybuilding guys, perhaps versus you guys that are looking to get cut for the summer. It has its place. But the other guys are looking, hopefully, especially the professional uh, bodybuilders, they're looking to earn some prize money. So, for them, the investment versus reward is better. You know, if, you, if you're if you a top pro, say, top five, top ten at Olympia, and you're doing a qualifying show, including – Seven, eight hundred dollars worth of Mastron run, run for six, seven, eight weeks in the cycle against a ten thousand dollar first first prize, a fifteen or twenty five thousand dollar first prize. It, it makes sense, and again, especially if you're a sponsored athlete, you're getting rewarded. So those things. But guys, if you spend six, seven, eight hundred dollars and you're not doing the diet and you're not doing the gym work, then you're kind of throwing your money away. And even if it worked in the way that your muscles were hard underneath the blubber. Ultimately, it's aesthetics we're looking at here, guys. Get that body fat down, let the mastron do its work, do it the way that we suggested, and it will make stuff pop. It's not been in that many competition cycles of all kinds of athletes, but especially compet- competing bodybuilders, without good reason. And you look at, but again, you have to almost quick point here, Steve. You've almost got the train like and think like a professional bodybuilder, to get the best out of it. And I mean daily, everything's on point, minimal cheap meals and so on and so forth. But like Steve says, 25%, 30% body fat, forget it. 10%, now we're going to see something. 8%, oh, yes, here we go. And, and practice that posing, work on flexing those muscles, work on the contraction, and in combination with on you're probably going to be the hardest you've ever been. And if the diet's on point, you're then going to be lean too. So that's where it becomes a brilliant drive. As always, please note we are not doctors and opinions in these shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view and based on experience and views on the topic, And podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.